to The Stoop. I am your host, Mike Pernice. Today we have a special episode going on as we are not at our stoop, but we are at Zach's stoop. Thank you so much for him for letting us stop by today uh, and to catch up on everything that you've been doing. Um, the last time that we taped was when your EP, The Stoop, was coming out. Um, but I know things have you know kind of evolved since then. Um, so tell the audience first off who you are, give them a little background, and then let's dive into your music, bro. What's going on? My name is Z-A-C-H, but my friends call me Z-A, so please feel free. Welcome to my studio. We're here to have a good time. So first question that we'll go with is I know what you've been up to, right? So I know about the EP, the soup that came out back in October, November, November. So talk to me a little bit about how that EP did. Gotcha. Well, actually, that's for, first, let's encapsulate the EP for our audience okay. because they may not be aware of it. Mm -hmm. So why don't you walk them through what the project was mm -hmm. and talk to them a little bit about like how that project has been received mm -hmm. and how well it's doing so far. Got you. Well, back in November 19th, we dropped a, uh, a four-song EP called Stoop, um, all streaming platforms, Apple Music, Spotify, Studio. Um, it's been doing pretty well, to be honest with you. A lot of people, um, a good amount of people, I'll say, came to me and was like, because it's a quick project. It's only 12, mm -hmm. like 11, 12 minutes, okay. um, which for, it's been about a year since I dropped um, solo music. I've done a lot of features and a lot of group work, but for my own music, it's been about a year. And so I wanted something easy, quick, digestible that people can kind of be like, this is what he's been up to. Mm -hmm. um, so for that, um, I was surprised to see, honestly, first week did very well. I was kind of because I've been quiet, so I wasn't expecting too much of a buzz. Right. Um, but then to see, you know, people that I knew would support and then people that kind of came out the woodwork and supported was, was fun to see. Um, definitely put a little fire under my ass to, to get back into this, to come harder and more consistent. Um, so that was good. Um, but yeah, I can't remember the other half of your question, to be honest. What, was, what would you say is the theme of the EP, like what were you going for? What were you trying to portray? What journey were you trying to take your audience on? Got you. So, um, Stoop is it's pretty much based off a lot of conversations I've had over the year um, during quarantine, because um, that's kind of when I started writing it. Um, the whole project was recorded, mixed a little bit in my own school here, and then taken to my boy um, Timothy Carr over at Shelf on Sounds to kind of put the finishing touches and polish it up on it. Um, so that whole process of me kind of starting the studio and then to where we are now is kind of how Stoop came to be. Mm -hmm. um, conversations that I had out on my street that I'll just say right here um, with, you know, some of my closest friends, people who are just visiting, um, people that my friends have brought. Just, um, just how I, I kind of took it all in and, and then decided to regurgitate it into the music that I put out. Because um, I... I during quarantine, you've seen a lot of people drop projects. A lot of music came out during that time. But For sure. Most of it was about being in the house and all that. And I, I didn't really want to take that route where it's like, I'm sick of wearing masks, I'm stuck in the house. But kind of like my thought process, my emotional state, my mental state throughout the whole time. While dealing with a lot of alone time. Um, which I think also kind of helped make Stoop what it was. Because um, all my roommates were working during that time. I was, mm -hmm. I was living with Right. And um, that can be either a beautiful thing or a destructive thing. For sure. Um, I had my moments of both. Um, 
the left-wing sweep is what contributed to this. Yeah, no, I mean, I think it was received very well. What would you say is the, like, most popular song for the audience, and then what's your favorite song? Most popular? I've heard... There, this is track two on the EP, Two Girls, One Blunt, mm-hmm. was, was a fan favorite, and I think that's just because of the chorus. It's catchy and the beat, the beat's kind of upbeat. Um, for the ones that I think are, like, fans of my music, it has to be Power Outage. Okay. Um, How that, so? That one was just a little bit, I think, more experimental. So for ones that have followed me on my SoundCloud days, when I dropped the reset up until now, um, I think they were just able to see some growth in it. And mm-hmm. I like that. My boy Suede, that's one of his favorite songs. And Southwest, some of their favorite songs on the project. Um, Afternoon is, I think, my personal favorite. Um, just because that one kind of touches home a little bit more with that uh, pretty vulnerable state throughout the year. If you wouldn't mind expanding on that no, absolutely um so i got reconnected with an old friend and uh things were looking great bro things were looking great um and then you know just life happens and you know it's kind of hard to take in things uh that people are saying um you think it's always what am i doing wrong what am i doing wrong what am i doing wrong it got i'm not gonna say it got romantic but for me it did and she might have portrayed it like like it was going in that direction and of course up here i But yeah, sometimes it's, it's easy for people to be like, what am I doing wrong? What am I doing wrong? When really the person's telling you, I'm dealing with stuff on my own. It's mm-hmm. got nothing to do with you. I'm really trying to just kind of work on myself. Right. I think as people, we kind of like to make ourselves the villain. And so I was I was doing a little bit of that. Things didn't work out. And um, right after that, I wrote the jam. And it was kind of just like, besides that part, just a lot of the, the, the syllable play and the word play. And that was just a flow that it was just like the right at the time. Yeah, and, and I feel like that aspect of your music is very consistent. I mean, I remember one of the first songs I heard from you was Lunch Break. And just, like, the the diction that is used in the song, like, you can tell you're very savvy with it. Thank you. You, you, you place things where they, where they belong. Thank like, you. you know what I mean? Like, it all... It all seems like it fits very well, um, which I think allows your music to flow, which, uh, again, just kind of mimics your voice. Like, the sound that you produce is very, like, wavy. Like, it just, yeah, it just, it flows very well. So, when you're constructing, like, your lyrics and stuff, it matches your sound, is what I'm trying to say. I appreciate that. Man. You know, and I, and I think that's hard for a lot of people to do, um, and I'm sure it's taken you some time. Some years, bro. I, I People ask me all the time, how are you writing like this? And like when, especially if we break out in the freestyle sessions, it's like, like how do you just keep going? And it's it's years and years of practice. Mm-hmm. And I'm not gonna say I sat down every day for an hour and opened up my notebook and wrote some words down. But it's like when I used to ride the bus to school instead of listening to like uh, an album, I would cram beats on YouTube and just freestyle in my head. And so it was subconsciously practice, I guess. But it was just, but it was for me, it was just something I enjoyed doing. Mm-hmm. It was just like I want to always keep writing and always try to think of the next jam that I'm going to put out and write. And, um, yeah, so that's just years of practice. My voice, um, that's something that I think came recently because I'm not going to lie. I'm not like, I'm not going to say I'm not a fan of my voice, but I've heard a lot of people say that it, it definitely helps. Like you were saying with the flow and mm-hmm. the delivery of everything. Um, for me, sometimes I think I'm too like monotone and chill and nonchalant, but for people that's what hits. Yeah. And that's kind of what helps put the song together. For sure. 
So talk to me a little bit about the music journey, right? So we're talking about where you are now, but let's talk about where you started. Uh, got you. So I remember back when I was eight years old, I told my mom I wanted to be a rock star, and she got me an electric guitar. Uh, <laughs> Sweet. Um, ironically, I didn't learn how to play it. My cousin broke the strings on it a couple weeks after I got it and then said I could fix it, and it made it worse. So that was like, that was it. But ever yeah. since then, it was like, all right, well, if I can't play music, I'm going to write. Right. And so... Um, my music journey, definitely I think I'm more of, I, I consider myself more of a lyricist than a musician, and I want to get to this point where I can start producing things and picking up a guitar and strumming and hit, uh, hit a keyboard and go in. So, so there's an acoustic one over here. You, you strum on that? A little bit, yeah. I got yeah. the app on my phone. <laughs> I, I, I hit the chords when I can, and yeah. I'm trying to you know, beat my high scores and all that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I want to I wanna pick that up and just be able to create my own jam, because I think that's the next step for me, where it's like, yeah. Um, somebody said it best where it's like when you when you buy beats from producers you're, you're kind of playing catch-up um, like you're trying to match a dream or a vision that they had in their head and, and it, sometimes it works beautifully um, yeah but I feel like if I were to just sit down with it and, and mold a song myself with it I would just take it to the next level yeah so be able to curate everything mm-hmm. on your own Instead it of, allows you to kind of control that vision and play so that way it's like you're you're building that beat at the same time though like you kind of already know what it is that you're going to be then speaking exactly and my boy fathom he makes beats and we've had sessions where he's crafted a beat and <coughs> as he's making the beat he's already kind of created a hook and then you you're able to make pockets where you know I, i'm gonna hit this here mm-hmm. i'm gonna hit this here i'm gonna hit this here and instead of having to look for those pockets and then creating them yourself or yeah yeah creating them yourself it's like all right let me just put this here intentionally so i know for a fact when it's coming out i'll be able to do it right right so what is it that like encourages you to keep pursuing your dream with music? Uh, I think it's the fact that I think every day when I wake up, I want to get a cup of coffee, come into this room, and make music, <laughs> and that music is going to take me. Um, especially now that I'm getting into like mixing and engineering and recording, where it's like I could do this every day if I had to. Like I wouldn't mind just locking myself. I've said it forever. Like I like performing. Performing's cool, but if I could just lock myself in a studio for hours and do that. Yeah. Um, it's just it's one of the things that I just enjoy doing and I really can't see myself doing anything else I say it all the time like, I like things but I love music mm-hmm. and I think once I started embracing that love and um, experiencing a little bit more I was like this is what I want to do yeah for sure so we talked a little bit about like where the love from music has come so and we just touched on you know how you kind of sustain that love so talk to me a little bit about like what you're doing now to set yourself up for future success. Got you. Um, so we actually just shot a music video about a couple weeks ago for Afternoon. Um, shout out my boy Keandre Southwest, uh, Tim Drew Hill, my boy Evan uh, Sway. They started helping out with it. Um, and uh, we um getting that just other content out so that people can can consistently keep seeing me, bro. Because mm-hmm. I feel like with that year where I was ducked out and I was dark and I, was, I wasn't really putting much out, I was kind of relying on my old stuff for people to go back to and um, build fans off of it. So I'm now kind of ready to keep creating content, have my face be shown more, um, get the logo out there and see that I can be kind of, um, you know, related with myself. Mm-hmm. Um, shows <coughs> and all that, I'm trying to get into more of those just like, and then people can keep seeing my face and all that. And right, right. Music in, a, in a way that's not just because you can sit down and listen to a project and it's like, all right, cool, I like that. But um, 
my, uh, I used to like, I, I still like this artist. His name's Kyle. He had a bar in this one gym, and it was like the show is always better when you get to see it live. Yeah, you know for sure. I mean? When it's like you see the person, you see how they're portraying themselves on the stage, the passion they have, the energy, and it's like, I, nah, man. Like, there's people I've seen one time where I've heard maybe one jam that they did that I liked, but it was enough for the week. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of just staying busy, staying focused, and moving in the right direction. So it sounds like you're trying to curate a brand for yourself. Mm-hmm. So talk to me a little bit about what that brand is. Got you. So I've actually um, tossed around a few names in my head, but I think the one that I like the most is um, IBF or Elite Run. Um, it's a phrase me and my, my boy Corey, my cousin, would say a lot when we were younger, where it's like, I don't know what's going to happen, but it'll be fun. And I think that's kind of stuck even into my adult ages and years, where it's like, I don't know what's going to happen, but it'll be fun. And I just kind of like the way it rings and all that. So we're working on getting that uh, you know, all worked out. We got the logo and all that. Mm-hmm. And I think everything I want to do, because at one point I'm doing my own label, and I do want to manage artists and even A&R and just like people to um, come and work with me. Um, but kind of start working on that so we can, like you say, have a, a foundation and a backbone that we can... So we just touched on the brand. So talk to me uh, a little bit about how that brand connects to you as the musician. Gotcha. Like, what's that link? Uh... still just a very new concept in my head like for me I was kind of just like let me focus on myself as a person until someone recently told me that I am a brand myself mm-hmm. um, yeah so it's kind of just me putting myself into um, everything that I want to capture kind of with this brand as well as just making it 100% me um, the people that I do decide to involve with this brand hopefully having the same mindsets and same goals and outlook on life as I do um, and you know just relaying the music uh, to the brand that we see the brand they know that they're going to get good quality product and, mm-hmm. and all that um yeah so what would you say is the most difficult part about being a musician and recognizing that without having a brand or and or image that there is no i guess like like the future is like not as bright mm-hmm. um you look at some of the some of the most prominent people in music they definitely have it's just, I feel like it gives people something to relate with. So they might not be thinking about me specifically, but they might see something like they go to the zoo and they see a bear there. They might then start thinking about the bear logo, which then brings them back to me. It just, it's just ways that people can connect right back to the musician and artist. And Drake has OVO. You've seen the album on him. You him and Drake. Right. OVO, EXO. Someone, you know, Hearts and Kisses, EXO. And like, I'm automatically thinking back to Drake. It's kind of just always having like, it's like, um, Basically, just planting a seed in somebody's head so that it sprouts when they grow older. Oh, um. What is that movie called? Um. Inception. Inception. Yeah, Inception. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's kind of just like planting something in somebody's head so that whenever, um, it arises, it's it's there. Yeah, for sure. So, what what do you see as being um crucial to your part as the musician in curating this brand, or are you kind of like alleviating that off to somebody else? Um, I do at one point kind of want to hand that off to somebody else. I, I, I say it all the time. If I could pay somebody to handle my social media accounts, I would never be on social media. <laughs> um, but I think I always want to have a hand and a say and a word in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it's kind of just like don't post anything without running it by me. And it's kind of just like making sure that everything is the way I, I think I should be portrayed. 
because um, it, it basically is my image at the end of the day. Um, but with the brand, it's kind of just like the people who I bring on, like I said earlier, have the same mindset and outlook that I do. Um, they might not have the same sound I do, but I feel like if we can sit down and we can vibe and we can connect, we can make music that's kind of representative of what it is. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Cool. All right. So talk to me a little bit about the studio here. So how how you when when did you come into the place? How did you decide to to lay it out? You know what do you got going here, bro? So I used to live in Oakland actually in my college days with um my brother and my boy Carlos, um and then me, my twin brother, and then my cousins who are also twins decided that we wanted to get a house together now that we're a little bit older. And, so um, there are four people in here, mm-hmm. and out of the four people, two of them like are you fraternal? Mm-hmm. Fraternal twins. Both uh, both sets are fraternal. Okay, I was gonna say if we had identical <laughs> twins up in here, this would be this would be kind of wild. It would cause all type of trouble. Like, <laughs> like how do I know I'm actually talking to Zach? Right. right, now, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I tell people all the time, it's like living with my twin, not only my twin brother, but my cousins who are twins. I feel like I have three twin brothers. So mm-hmm. it's like if you ever put me and my my cousin Quentin together, we're twins. Me and my cousin Quadra, we're twins. Me and my brother Marcel, we're twins. Um, and then I say the house is just quadruplets because. Mm-hmm. They're only a year apart, mm-hmm. um, so we're close enough, and we grew up together. I mean, bro, they held me when I was like one, when I was little. You know yeah, I mean? right. So it's just like we know each other and all that, and so um, we were looking for a house together. And the one thing I wanted was like I really want to build a studio in this. I was like, I don't care if it's my bedroom, I'm building a studio in this house that I'm in. Um, and then we found this one. We moved in August sixth of 2020, I believe. And um, when we got the tour, the landlord was. Right. Universe is telling me something right now. And um, we got it, and then I came in here, and it started off as a bed in here. Um, it was just a TV and a bed because my boy was staying with us um, for a little bit. And then, but I just always had a vision, bro. I just always seen it and made it happen step by step by step. And I'm very impatient where I'm like, if I see something, I want it. I'm instant gratification. Mm-hmm. Right now. Um, but I took my time with it. And it's a life lesson where it's like you want something go get it take your time get it it'll show out the way that it needs to be right for sure so how is having a studio in the house like attributed to you being able to just like come in here and just like be in a comfortable setting to just create and be yourself absolutely um because before i was paying to go to studios and like you only get a certain amount of time where it's like you're in you're out you gotta go yeah and you gotta be like on your shit you gotta be on your shit and i tell people all the time like my boys they'll go to stew sessions and they'll either like write their verse in the stew or they'll kind of just be in the booth freestyling humming shit and i'm like i used to go in with a verse written prepared uh practiced ready to go where it's like we're, we're spending 20 minutes maybe tops recording the rest of it is mixing and all that mixing engineering and um chopping it up so we can get the sound the right way um but this room it's like i don't have to worry about any of that i can come in at any time i want sit down take my time I can because I'm a tweaker I'm a perfectionist where I, I I work on Pro Tools so I zoom in to like the smallest wavelength and I'll chop something if I don't like it just so I can get it the way I, I want it to sound mm-hmm. um, but this room has been more than just like a uh, just a studio it's definitely just like an outlet like I've meditated in here I've done yoga in here I'll just come in here kind of when I need peace and quiet and just it's my my way like I like to call it just like my office space where it's like because I've, I've learned a bedroom is cool, um, but I don't really want to create my bedroom because it's like, I need a place where I could relax and flow. Yeah. Where it's like, right. m- music is no longer 
involved where it's, it's simply shut down or relaxed or it's wind down. Let's focus on other aspects of life. I used to get so wrapped up in the music that I feel like I let a lot of other things in my life kind of slip by or just like not pay as much attention as I should have. Mm-hmm. Um, so this one kind of, it's just balanced in the time. Yeah. No, and I feel that too. I mean, I remember like in my college department, like I had um, for when I first started doing some of the episodes, um, you know, I was doing them in my bedroom, you know, because I was like, I didn't know where else to set up at the time. And exactly. and like then with the with the pandemic, too, like it was like, God, I felt trapped, mm-hmm. you know, like it was just everything. Like I felt like I never left my bedroom. Mm-hmm. Like there's other aspects of my apartment. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I'm only in this room and like getting up and just like migrating somewhere else i feel like especially like for me like when i'm just like waking up getting out of bed i need to get my day started Mm -hmm. if i just like rolled out of bed and my desk was right there and i'm hopping on the class Mm -hmm. i just felt like it was i never got the most out of my day but even just like waking up walking down the hallway you know to get to that next room like i don't know it did something uh, like for a motivational factor and like how you're saying like kind of separates the space Mm -hmm. A little bit. For an object, the motion stays in motion. Once you get up and you start moving, you're ready to kind of keep that going. Uh, whenever I was doing classes during uh, quarantine, and at the, I didn't even have a desk. I was just in my bed on my laptop, which made it even worse. Yeah, because right. Because it's like, I'm on my bed. <laughs> yeah. And so, just, yeah, just being able to walk down some stairs, and usually I got a pot of coffee going, and just like smelling something different in my own bedroom, or um, hearing, you know, some cars going down the street, or who else might be up in the house, or just start your day mm-hmm. and just be like all right we're we're no longer in my room in my own little personal bubble we're in the real world right so curating the stoop in here mm-hmm. was the first like major thing to come out of the studio absolutely what do we have coming up uh see i'm in a i'm in a, a toss-up if i want to drop another ep because i have enough i have a couple jams saved away in the vault where it's like if i wanted to drop another ep i could or if i want to take the single route um, I'm doing a lot more features now because a lot of my a lot of the people I make music with came or brought it to my attention that I don't do features I'm not like I'm on my song and I'm really the only per- person on my song mm-hmm. so I have a, I have a few other artists hopping on some jams where um, we're, we're playing with some sound still the same old VA but it's, it's a different it's a different vibe mm-hmm. I kind of uh, so Isaiah Rashad dropped his, his most recent project not too long ago and I'm not gonna lie that project has influenced me enough to where it make me want to focus a lot more on um, hooks and choruses and just how things sound and even experiencing or experimenting with my voice and the way I'm projecting and delivering things. Um, I remember not too long ago I watched a ski mask interview where he was like, people know I can rap, so now I want to make music, I want to make songs. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I felt like my, my music has transitioned and I feel is going to start going. Is I've dropped jams where I'm rapping straight for three minutes because like I know why I want to do it. I will do it because it's fun. But it's like I want to start showing people that's like, all right, there's growth, there's development, and we can work with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So, w- what does that process look like? Like, how do you go from just being known as a rapper, and that's kind of like what you do, like kind of naturally? I feel like when, even when you're sitting down, probably writing bars, it's like geared towards what you're accustomed to. So, how do you try to break that mold and and grow and develop, you know, new new aspects of yourself? Mm, I think it's. Uh, for me, it was about just experiencing things in a different mindset or like sitting back. I used to be really upfront with things and like forefront and like the person, center of attention, leader in charge and all that. But 
there was a time when I was in a studio for like a year, but I wasn't actually making music. I was really just sitting back watching people make music. And instead of being the one that people were watching, sitting back and being the guy that's observing, I learned a lot from a lot of artists. Mm -hmm. And seeing how they do things and what they're doing and how they blend in sounds and just their thought process of creating a jam from start to finish influenced me where it's like, oh, I don't have to start at year zero and then end at 247 on song or however long it is. I can work on a bridge and then maybe finish the second verse and then hop back to a first verse and then um, build the puzzle piece by piece instead of it's it's not always linear sometimes yeah. things have to hop around um, but it's just kind of getting out of the mindset that um, of what I was used to it's, um, it was uncomfortable at first for sure um, but I think once I kind of got my foot in the door I was able to kind of kick it down mm -hmm. so what what does that look like in terms of building future projects um, how, what does that process kind of look like? You know, you talked about like trying to collaborate more, mm -hmm. you know, so talk to me a little bit about just like in order to continue growth, what do you have to like remind yourself to do? What do you have to, uh, ensure that you're, you know, you're checking boxes on? Got you. Um, consistency. <laughs> I think that's the biggest thing with anything in this music thing is just making sure that you are up to, you, you're going to keep doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, for me, when it comes to like dropping projects and all that, I really don't sit down. Like I know people who sit down and they're like, I have this idea for a whole project that I need to do, and I'm gonna do it like this and like this and like this. And for me, it's kind of just like I just create the music and as it goes, you know, put some stuff together, and then it's just, um, it's just a finished product at the end. Um, there have been times when I'm like, like Stoop, bro. Um, that started off as two singles, two jams that I was just practicing on so I could get used to mixing and recording in my own studio. And then mm -hmm. next thing I know, it's a whole, a whole four. Uh, track EP but it's really kind of just like letting letting the um the journey and the um the music take me where I need to go instead of trying to drive the boat kind of just be a backseat passenger and just yeah. kind of just being involved but not not in control getting rid of the idea that I have to be in control of everything that's going on in life oh for sure in any situation that life presents you you never know what toll you'll need mm -hmm. so if you're able to keep building that that toolbox and have all these different varieties of things that you can do like like for myself for example like i can code mm -hmm. but then at the same time like i know a little bit about video editing i know a little bit about audio like you know how to, i know how to manage a project like so like all these different skills you know when they when you put them all together <laughs> the possibilities just become more and more abundant and unlimited exactly. so you just never knit because just like everyone, like you never know where life is going to take you. You never know when, like you said, what tool you're going to need to pull out. My mom will say when I was younger, just do your roundup. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 I feel like what it does is like the more that you are just like gaining knowledge, mm -hmm. like knowledge in in any sense, like it's beautiful. is beautiful. It, it is, and I think like the like when it comes to like for you, I feel like you know writing like sitting down and like writing a song, like the more knowledge you have about 
like not just yourself and like who you are but then the world around you i feel like it's allowing you to build stories that connect to it's more like people a larger audience it's yeah it's also easier to not get stuck in writing the same shit over and over again right um it's that's one of the things i tried not to do and i, I used to beat myself up about it where it's like am i really am i sticking to the same subject matter even if it's like an overarching theme of how i relay that message in a different way um for me music's all about trying to touch people and relate to people and have them because some of the my favorite songs have been shits where um, i'm just like self it might not be the most intricate bars mm-hmm. it might not be the, the the longest jam the craziest but it's something i felt inside where i could quote that or some bars i'm like shit i just had it on that <laughs> yeah it's like it's just yeah it's all about it. if you have a, a wider knowledge of the world my, my boy was showing me a jam the other day he wrote really dope pokemon bars in there and i'm like okay. people who play pokemon and who understand pokemon will fuck with you specifically for that right so, like music is one of those things where you could just rely on that it's a lot especially with um with hip-hop with all the little niches that we have now where you have so many genres fusing together and so many different people creating it's no longer just a cookie cutter Yeah, and and I feel like, you know, how you were talking about um, a little bit ago, just like about how transitioning from a rapper to more of a musician, and, and I feel like, I, I feel like the music industry as a whole has kind of made that transition, you know, I feel like, you know, back in the day, it was just like, I'm a rapper, or I'm a country artist, or I'm a rock star type of thing, and, and you stayed within your mold, and and I feel like now it's... I don't want to say that it's frowned upon to stay in a mold, but I, I feel like it's more encouraged to like break outside of the mold. Yeah. Like, I don't know why, but a, a person that comes to mind is Miley Cyrus to me, just because like, you know, she started off as like the Hannah Montana Disney kind of thing, right? Where she had to like stay in that kind of, in that niche. Mm-hmm. And then when she started doing more of her Miley stuff, it was like, she was still that country kind of artist. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden she just said, F country, I'm going and I'm doing hip hop with like a little bit of rock, mm-hmm. you know, type of vibe with it, mm-hmm. you know? And I remember like, ge- like seeing like how people like so much hatred towards it. Like they were like, what the fuck is she doing? Like she's ruining, you know, like all this kind of thing. And, and then like you look at it and it's really, it's beautiful because like it, now when you like listen to her music it makes sense as to why she broke out of that that mold because it wasn't her anymore exactly there's growth as a person like if i'm like when she did hannah montana she was younger and you can't expect her to be the exact same person when she was a kid as she is as an adult right um i like to think of tyler the creator bro where his music has learned so much um from when he first came out to where he is now where it's like if he would have stayed Right. Um, just won, won a Grammy. Where it's like people, I think nowadays people get our attention spans aren't just aren't as long as they should be. That's for sure. Um, so some of my biggest critiques about artists is you sound the exact same. You sound the exact same. It's right. Yeah, you got to be unique. You really have to be unique now, just because of how much content is being pushed out. Mm-hmm. This like I remember, I took a class, and we looked at. Um, how much information um, computers used to be able to to hold, right? Yeah. 
And when you look at when computers were first, like, coming out, like, in the late 70s, early 80s, you know, like, you could, like, this, the stuff that we're recording, like, this episode wouldn't have been able to fit on that computer, right? Now, I mean, shit, you can fit so, I mean, just, like, my, my Mac here, I can fit so much stuff, so much content, so much information on there. So then you talk about, like, the World Wide Web. <laughs> I mean, like, how much content there's on there mm -hmm. and you know like to your point like making sure that you create a unique sound and then also making sure that then you have a brand that then people can relate to like those two things now are so interconnected like music and a brand mm -hmm. has become almost one and the so same for hand in hand like you said you kind of need one to function without the other or you need one to function with the other yeah, it's 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 imperative anymore to grow your career mm -hmm. and to stay relevant. Mm -hmm. uh, and and I think so too. Like when it comes to the music aspect of things and that breaking of the mold, I I feel like it's just like it's something that I feel like has become accepted mm -hmm. because I feel like we are encouraging people even more so at a societal level mm -hmm. to to extend themselves. Be themselves to, more to find more of who they are mm -hmm. uh, and not trying to cover mm -hmm. with like uh, other people's impressions and, and those types of things. So I, I think it's beautiful. Which is a hard thing to, to really get out of is um, what people have told you your whole entire life. Cause that's, I mean, everyone has an image of, um, I was talking to my friend about this the other day, especially with family where it's like in, in your head, you have an idea of who your parents think you should be, who your aunts and uncles and all that. And it might not be the person you are now, and trying to break out of that is hard because it's like, oh, damn, I don't even take what's coming by that. I don't want nobody to look at me in a certain way. Um, it's a weird balance of people telling you to stay who you are but be who you are in your mind. Mm -hmm. And um, especially when it comes to music, it's like, for me, I've seen a lot of artists um, do the switch up where it's like, I'm going to try something completely different. And it's like, if it's still good music, I'm going to like it regardless. Right. When you start slipping and it's no longer anything I can, I can really fuck with, then it's like, Maybe you should stay where you at. But if, for me, it's like if you always putting your best foot forward and you putting out music that um that you think is just top tier, then no matter what you're doing, your fans are your fans. And um I think that's something that artists should keep in mind. It's like don't be afraid to grow, don't be afraid to experiment, don't be afraid to do anything. Especially now. My friend said it um not too long ago where it's like we're at a point in our career where we can just try a bunch of stuff and yeah. like see how the people are reacting to it and what they're liking and um go from there just everyone's minds and just where they want to connect yeah for sure um yeah i i feel like you know social media has just become such an important tool mm -hmm. for like any anyone and everyone to be utilizing whether you're like a small business like yesterday we went to love pittsburgh right. um it's just like are you familiar with the store so basically what love pittsburgh it's just like uh they pull only from pittsburgh vendors okay. to um like fulfill their inventory so it's like everything from like yinzer coffee mugs to shirts like you know the whole kind of thing and whether you're a small business like that or you're an artist like yourself um or you're a platform like we are you know it's uh, instagram i feel like and tiktok like those two platforms have become so valuable mm -hmm. To people like us mm -hmm. because it, it's like the only way that you can push your message mm -hmm. without having to spend a lot of money a to do so exactly. 
you know, I mean, especially if you're a gifted creator, um, you know, where you can like do the graphic design work and do some like video and um, like photo editing, mm-hmm. like even at a, like a proficient level, mm-hmm. it, it's it's so valuable. And so, talk to me a little bit about like I mean, we've talked on your brand, but just talk to me a little bit about like as yourself personally as a musician, like. How do you utilize social media? How do you think like others should be utilizing it? Um, you know, and wh- what do you see it as being a tool for you? Got you. Well, like you were saying, bro, social media is extremely important. It's 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 just a resource that we have now available to us. Where back in the day, you know, you had to pound the streets, knock on doors, uh, stand on corners, sling mixtapes, and all that wherever you can. Whoever was gonna listen, you had to try to reach that person. Where now we have a platform, multiple platforms, where you can reach. Millions of people by, you know, staying on your phone just like that. I could do this from inside my house. So it's just um, it's just a quick and easy way. I'm not going to say easy because, like, uh, there's, there's science to this. I'm yeah. starting to know this. Um, to where I, like I said, I honestly have to get a lot better with my <coughs> social media accounts. Um, my sister's an influencer on TikTok. And she, she'll give me, like, tips and all that about how many times I should be posting a day and all mm-hmm. this and all that. Me and my boy were talking about this um, yesterday where he was like, do you not have time or you're not making time? So I think I, I need to start making time in order to build my social media up a little bit more. Um, but it's just, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, if you're not doing it, do you really want to do this? Because mm. it's, it's just a way to get heard and all that where it's like, you can sit and complain about niggas listening to your stuff, but are you uh, are they not listening or you're not putting it out there and sharing right. it and putting it in the click bait so that they can listen to it? Right. It's kind of like, it's one of those things where, you know, I feel like some people have the, the mentality of like, oh, like the, they will, they'll find it mm-hmm. kind of thing. Right. Like I'll get discovered. Mm-hmm. You know, if I just keep putting my songs on Spotify and SoundCloud and Apple, like someone, they'll come across mm-hmm. it type of thing. Mm-hmm. And, and then I feel like then you see those others who really just pound social media um, like I listened to a podcast episode about, um, this one artist, he's now like nationally known. Mm-hmm. Um, but he talked about how he just started on TikTok, posting videos on a daily basis of it, just him singing and just like clipped in some like, you know, cool graphics and mm-hmm. shit with it. Um, and he talks about like how TikTok allowed him to get his fame and uh, which then exposed that audience on TikTok to then his music, right? Like his actual full length projects and stuff. Um, but he talked about really how there's such a negative actual perception on that of like, you know, be- and, and it's funny because it reminded me of like the SoundCloud rapper like generation, right? Where it was like, what, like little peep, like little this, little that. XX, yeah, yeah. There were a lot of them. Right. And now there's there's TikTok and now there's the Instagram real artists who then become, you know, these mega social media stars uh, almost overnight. Mm -hmm. But he talked about like how you have to be like almost okay with like being branded as that TikTok artist or, you know, referencing back to that that SoundCloud artist Mm -hmm. in order to get where you want to go. Now he's performing concerts in the metaverse. Like, and he's like, this always happened like that. like that. And it's all because he took the time to just like hammer home a, a platform. It's, it's, it's the pride thing, bro, I would think. Like you said, uh, what artists want to be known as a TikTok artist? Because I've seen posts and all that where it's like, 
where TikTok artists have been, you know, brought to like large platform shows and all that. And it's like you need these TikTok artists out here performing. Or, but like you said, um, you kind of need to do it. You you need to do it. It's just exposure at that point. And if you can right. swallow your pride and, and accept the fact that this is a way that people are going to hear you, at one point people will forget that you were a TikTok star if, if you're really serious about that, about your music and your craft. I remember back in college, I told somebody my, my music was on SoundCloud. This is before I was on all the platforms. And they were like, oh, you're a SoundCloud artist, never mind. And I was like, oh, damn. That's yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and so it's like being able to swallow my pride and even like getting people to listen to my SoundCloud stuff and all that helped because now they're, they're listening to my stuff on the Apple Music and the Spotify and they're, they're commenting and liking and all that. So it's kind of, it's, yeah, it's just about swallowing your pride and really trying to do what you got to do in order right. to grow up. You know, I never understood what the, diff- like, why there was such this negative perception of SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm assuming it just has to do with, like, the SoundCloud generation artist, mm-hmm. but it's a fucking platform platform. just like spot it's the same it's the same thing like it's not like it's a lesser profile or platform or i mean maybe it probably has less users but like the platform is a platform it's literally the same thing like same concept like we're saying blew up on soundcloud with thousands and millions of streams and views and all that and i think it was just the fact that at that point that was really the only place you were going to put your music so uh it goes back to what we were saying where everybody's trying to be an artist where it's like if, if I'm in class and I got six people telling me to listen to their SoundCloud link, I was like, damn, do I want to listen to six different people's SoundCloud link when they might not all be good quality music? And so I think it might have gotten a, a negative impact from that. But SoundCloud, I think even still to this day, I've seen people blow up yeah. and get numbers on that where it's like, it's it's still, like you said, it's a platform. I, I wonder if it's just easier to find like those diamonds in the rough mm-hmm. on SoundCloud versus Spotify mm-hmm. and why then like SoundCloud, because it's like, I never hear of somebody being like, yeah, I blew up off, off of Spotify mm-hmm. or off of Apple. So I wonder if there is something like within, I don't know, the algorithm or something that like presents more um, undiscovered artists mm-hmm. in your tracks, like as you're, you know, as they're like auto generating songs mm-hmm. um, for you. But I don't know. I just feel like, again just like going back to being able to hammer home on that social media aspect i feel like that's really and how you said like swallowing the pride Mm -hmm. you know and like accepting that like you're gonna get that negative perception Mm -hmm. uh and that vibe you know but then at the end of the day if it gets you where you're wanting to go then it all worked out what does it matter what the vehicle was exactly exactly if you get from point a to point b it doesn't matter how you got there enjoy the journey Right. Enjoy the journey. People don't want to post eight times a day because they don't want people seeing the same thing or sending messages and all that because they don't want to come off as obnoxious or annoying and all that. But it's like, and I, I'm not the one to be preaching and all that because I got my own things I'm working with and all that. And I got to, you know, put in the work even harder than I am. But it's like, swallow the pride and make the best thing that you do. Yeah. It's like, um, do what you got to do. Do what you got to do, especially as an up and coming artist where it's like you don't have a major label backing up. You don't have all this cash sitting around. You can just like blow a massive marketing campaign. It's like you got to get heard the way you got to get heard. And if that's listen to my music, who's going to do that? You know yeah, I mean? so. for sure. For sure. Well, Zach, thank you so much for stopping by the stoop today. It's been such an honor to come to your stoop, yeah, interview you, be in your space. Um, so why don't you go ahead Give yourself a shout out. Mm-hmm. Let people know where they can find you know your platforms and find your music. Got you. First and foremost, bro. Thank you.
first and foremost, bro, thank you for even coming to the stream. Um, it, it's just fun to have people in here and really feel your energy and all that, so thank you for that. Like I said, you guys, my name is Z-A-C-H. My friends call me Z-A, so please feel free. You can find me on Apple Music, Spotify, all of the major platforms at Z.A.C.H. That's Zach with some dots in them. Um, Instagram is Z.A.C.H.M. underscore. Um, Twitter is God Bless Zach. TikTok is Zach Sparrow, Z A C H S P A R R zero W, and uh, be on the lookout for all the new things. We got a lot of fun things coming for you guys, and uh, thank you. So I am your host, Mike Pernice, signing off from Zach Stoop. So make sure again to tune into our website at www.thestoopgh.com, and also check out all of our social media platforms, especially our Instagram at thestooppgh. Stay up to date with all the latest content that we are producing here. We'll catch you next time.